Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, we're starting a brand new series called We Are Family, and we pray that today's message blesses you. I want y'all to say this. We are family. Look at your neighbor on the left. Say, hey, fam. Look on the one to the right. Hey, fam, you fam too. <laughs> Linked Up Church, we are a friendly church, and we believe in, in touching each other. So if you have a touching problem, praise the Lord, because I, I might say it a couple different times today. Well, once again, in your devices, go with me to Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. And before we can understand family, we must first understand who God created us to be. If I have the wrong perspective as an individual in my family, it's nearly impossible to treat family correctly. If I have the wrong perspective of who God made me, then I won't be able to be the son that God has called me to be or the husband that God has called me to be or the father that God has called me to be. So today we're going to take time to understand what God has made us to be. All right? All right. So Galatians chapter 4 verse 7 from the Passion and it says, now we are no, long, no longer, everybody say, we are. we are. All right. Now, we're no longer living the status, living like slaves under the law, excuse me. But we enjoy God's very own son, but we are God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can process, we can access everything that our father has. For we are heirs of God. Everybody say, that's me. All right, so I want you to see in this scripture, we're going to go to, let's go to uh, the same scripture from the, from the New King James Version, Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, from the New King James Version. I just, want to, I just want it to get into your heart. And it says, Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, from the New King James Version, once again, you should have your devices. It says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And of course, it means sons and daughters. And if a son then an heir. Say, I'm an heir. Then an heir of God through Christ. Will y'all give me the opportunity to give it to you like God gave it to me? I'm, I'm, I'm asking, will y'all give it to me? Will y'all give me the opportunity? All right. Here's the question. Are you living like a slave? Online. Are you living like a slave? Notice in this scripture, that we're going to pull back up the, the Passion Translation. Notice that it identifies two different groups of people. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, from the Passion once again. I want you all to see it for yourselves. Galatians chapter 4, and it says, Now we are no longer living like slaves under the law. Let me stop for a moment to make sure we're clear of what this means. If you are only studying the Bible from the Old Testament perspective, you are living like a slave. <laughs> Listen to what it says. But we, say that's me, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, uh-huh, we can access everything our father has for us for we are heirs of God. Yeah. 
The New Testament starts after Jesus was resurrected. And it's so important that we access all that, our, that God has for us. And so from the Old Testament perspective, we may view our Heavenly Father. I know sometimes the word family can be a dirty word. Some of us may have come from broken homes where when we said family, it meant hurt. It meant it, it could represent someone who hurt us or who damaged us. But praise God, there's a better family. So let's identify some of these words in the scripture. Slave is a person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Forced to obey them. But an heir, the literal meaning of heir is someone who has been appointed to receive an inheritance. I'm asking you again, are you living like a slave? Are you only serving God because you feel like you have to? Are you doing something to get something? Are you doing something so that God can love you more? I submit to you, he's already shown you all of the love that he has. He's already shown you all the love that he has. So we have two simple points today. The, the, the first point is, it's time for a status change. It's time for a status change. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all have friends who've been, they've been looking for someone to date. They've been looking, praying, believing, going to holy places. Sometimes going to unholy places. Oh, y'all don't have friends like that? I'm not talking about anybody in here or anybody watching online. I'm not talking about you. It's time for a status change, right? How excited does everyone get when that person's status changes to in a relationship? Oh, boy. Watch those timelines. Man, it's flooded. Girl, I'm happy for you. Girl, who is it? Do I know him? Is he saved? <laughs> it's time for a status change. What do I mean by that? It was God's idea to move you from a slave to a son or daughter. Not my idea, not my mom's idea, not your grandmother's idea. It was God's idea. But it's so important that we understand who we are. Time for a status change. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3. And you all do understand that when, when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Galatia, there was no such thing as chapter 3 or chapter 4 or chapter 1. It was one long manuscript. Now, I started in chapter 4, but we're going to go backwards as Paul uh, lays out more information. So Galatians chapter 3, verse 23. Uh, once again, if you have your devices, once again, God's going to give me, God has give, already given me things that are not in my notes. And so it's very important that we pay attention. All right, 23 says, but before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law. All right? Kept for the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Verse 24. 
Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. The, the law is talking about all of those do's and don'ts that God gave them in the Old Testament. And that's why I've, I mentioned if you're living life only according to the Old Testament, you're missing something. Or even if you heard sermons your whole life like I did from the Old Testament only, there was a missing piece to that. So it was meant to be our tutor. It was meant to, be, to, to, it was meant to point us to Christ. It was meant to point you to Christ. All right? Because God knew you cannot obey each and every one of those <laughs> testaments, each and every one of those laws. Verse 24 again, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us, here it is, to Christ, that we might be justified by what? Faith. Yeah, y'all, this class is paying attention. Justified by faith. Verse 25, But after faith has come, we are no longer under a what? All right. I'm just going to stop here. You are free. You're free. Man, so much in here. Verse 26. Verse 26. For you are all sons. Of course, we know what sons means daughter. Say, I'm a son or a daughter. Okay, say which one that you are based on. Based on your sex assigned at birth. Some of y'all, that'll go right over here. <laughs> that was not meant to be a, all right, praise the Lord. For you, all, for, for you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in who? Very good. For as many, verse 27, for as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28, now here's the key part. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Can we expound on the scripture? There is neither black nor white. There is neither. Anyway, let's go back. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Say, we are family. I must understand who I am. I'm not a slave to God. He's not forcing me to do anything. He's not forcing you to do anything. Why am I, why am I even standing on this stage? Because in 2004, God asked me to do something, and I said, no. I did. I said, no. But then I realized he was trying to get me somewhere that I couldn't get myself. So when I do something for God, I'm responding to his goodness that he has already shown towards me. That is a big thing right now. That is super big. Because we need to know why we do what we do. Why are you doing things for God? Why do you come to church? Prayerfully, it's because you're responding to his goodness. Prayerfully, it's because you want to honor him because he, is, because he first loved you. Because it's under that approach that now no one can, manip no one can manipulate me. Because I know why I'm doing it. I know why I'm on the dream team. I know why I, I, I launched a connect group. 
I know why I go serve someone who's less fortunate than me. Because I'm responding to God's grace and mercy that he's already shown me. Not because I have to. Remember, please put the definitions for slave and heir on the screen. Slave is someone who's forced to do something. He hasn't forced you. He's not forcing you. He's a gentleman. He loves you so, so much. And he wants you to accept the status change. Notice what it says at the end of slave there. It says, who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. Key point. But an heir is someone who has been appointed to receive an inheritance. I want to make sure we make this, this point under this, under this area and that it's time to accept the, the, the status change. And, and we're accepting the status change just like on Facebook when some of y'all change your status. Notice it's because that person is now in relationship. And it says this person is now in a relationship. If you're in this room and you, and you have accept, accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're in relationship. You have a new father. You may have had a great natural father in this earth, which is great. You, you may, he may have been awesome, or you may have had someone who wasn't there. It doesn't matter what your natural father did. You have a new father. And he loves you so, so much. There's so many scriptures about how much God loves you. So point number one is it's time for a status change. Y'all got it? Let's keep moving. Let's go over to... Um, Let's go over to Galatians chapter 4, verse 28. And from that last scripture, God gave me this phrase. I want to make sure I give it to you. Once again, we're no longer a slave. And it says, forced labor plus correction builds discontentment. Yeah, I just heard it. I'll go back to that. Forced labor plus correction builds discontentment. What do I mean by that? If you're forcing someone to do something, then you're also correcting them. Some of us parents need to listen to this. It builds discontentment in the person. And so that's why it's so important. And we have, we have Connected Freedom here. It's a 12-week 12 12 um, small group curriculum. It's gonna, we're going to do it again in the fall. And we talk about how we should view God. We should view God from a perspective of, of, of a loving father, not a, not a father on the throne who's waiting to smack us down with the with the, with the floss water. He's not, look, he's not running behind you trying to make sure that you mess up or, or if that you mess up to smack you down. He's not the God of judgment. That's not what the New Testament says. Forced labor plus correction builds discontentment. So right now, I'm once again, the question comes back up. Are you living your life like a slave? Or are you living your life like a son or daughter? Because I promise you, you're, you're an heir according to the promise that God gave Abraham. You're an heir. You're already an heir, assuming you've accepted Jesus. You know, one of the second points of Linked Up Church is to connect you to family. And one of the reasons why I believe God gave me this, this sermon title is he wants you all to understand that you have a family here who loves you. Yeah. You know, it's connected God, connected family, connected purpose, connected community. Some of y'all you might not understand what that means. That's what it means. To connect you with men and women who love you. Who love you. That's why it's so important to get involved. 
That's, that's how we get to know you. That's how you get to use the gifts that God gave you to then serve others with. Are you living like a slave? It's time for a status change. All right. We're going to keep going. You are an heir of the promise. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 28. Galatians chapter 4, verse 20. I think some of y'all are already there. And it says, all right, it says, <clears throat> dear friends, just like Isaac, you are now the true, say, I'm, I am the true, am the true. Child, child who inherits, who inherits. the kingdom promise. Thank you, Ms. Gwen. I heard you. I, I inherit the kingdom promises. Y'all see it? We'll talk more about what all those promises are next week. But you now inherit the kingdom promises. And once again, if you're, if you're not in God's kingdom, we're going to take care of that at the end of the service. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Our second point today is you are an heir of the promise. Romans chapter 4, verse 13 and 14 from the New King James Version. Give me a second to get there. I know you're not turning Bibles, but you might be tapping your device or you might be looking at the Bible app. And it says, for the promises that he would have, that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed, notice, through the law. It was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And this is linked up church. We've talked a lot about faith. But it is faith that connects us to the promises of God. It is faith that, we'll read it a little, a little later, it is faith that we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. All right? Verse 14 says, but if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is, is void. All right? And the promise made of no effect. So once again, the main part of that is the first part in that it is by faith that we access the promises of God. It's by faith. And this is so important right now because we're dealing with a lot of false teaching about lineage and, and about understanding that history and, and praise God for that. But whether you, have, whether you come from royal lineage or not, you have a new family now. Whether you, whether you can find proof of that or not, I don't know. I don't care because I know who my new father is. I know where I'm from now. The Bible says in another scripture, he's grafted us into his family. He's grafted us in. All right, one more. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. You are an heir of the promise. You are an heir of the promise. Ephesians chapter 3. Some of y'all are wondering, why is that box on the stage? I have never seen. Just, just stay tuned. You visual learners, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 6. And we're going to start from the New King James Version because it's so, so good. All right. Almost there. All right, there it is. For this reason, and once again, a lot of this is Paul's revelation, and you're going to see it here in just a moment. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, verse 2 says, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you. All right. It says, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already by which you read, you may understand the, my knowledge in the mystery of Christ 
Verse 5 says this, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men. He's going to explain what that means. Actually, I'll tell you now. The revelation he's talking about is the understanding of grace and faith and how God's grace and faith can be accessed by Gentiles. Almost the entire Bible, they thought that all the blessings of God was only for those who were Jewish. And Paul, he was a, he was a master of the law, and God revealed it to, unto him that, that the same promises that he had for the Jewish people can also be for those like us who may not be of Jew, Jewish birth. All right? So that's the revelation that he's talking about. All right? It says, once again, which, is, which in other ages was not made known. Before him, this was not made known to men. And it is, as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. Verse 6, key point. That the Gentiles should be made fellow heirs. Say, that's me. That the Gentiles should be made fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You all see it? Are you sure you got it? Let's go to the Passion Translation version of it. It's so good. Verse Ephesians 3, 5 from the Passion. Please lean in right now. It's so important. There's never been a generation, say this generation, that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and divine, and divine mystery until now. God kept it a secret until this generation. God is revealing it only now to his sacred apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 is a key point. And it says, verse 6 says, here's the secret. The gospel of grace has, been made, has made you, say me, non-Jewish believers. And, yep, you got it. I'll slow down. Say it again. Non-Jewish believers. Key word, into co-heirs of his promise. Why? Through your union with him, and you have now become members of his body. And one with the anointed one. Say, I'm a, I'm a son or daughter. You all know what to say. Of the most high God. <laughs> Why are y'all cracking up so much with that one statement? <laughs> it's so important that we have the right mindset. Because for the last, probably for most of your life, but especially for the last 18 months, the enemy has been attacking your position. He's been attacking your position. He's trying to get you to go backwards. We heard the song, and you know, Pastor Trish put on a put on a great concert last week, and you know, <laughs> let's give it up for our pastors, Pastor Joel and Pastor. Trish. And if I could sing, I would sing that worship song. And God is the greatest power. I'm not singing. Y'all stop that. No. Stop being used by the devil right now. No. All right. No, sir. No, sir. The devil knows he cannot defeat you. 
but he tries to trick you into defeating yourself. We already read it. We're sons and daughters. So why are we trying to go back and, 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 and be a bond servant? Why are we trying to go backwards? I know why. Because as men and women, the devil tries to puff us up and, and make us feel like our actions are getting us there. It was the actions of Jesus that got us there. So now my mindset is, wait a minute, I'm facing a challenge? Oh, that's okay. My big bro has already defeated this challenge. All I have to do is walk in the promises that God has already given me. Now the challenge might be getting revelation, information here and then revelation here of what God already said. I promise you, you can't get it all, all the information and revelation you need. You can't get it all if you never spend time with your father. Not out of obligation, but out of relationship. I am married. We celebrated 20 years in December. Um, oh Lord. My wife is not here. Our, our middle daughter, Erin, she's in soccer playoffs. It's been a long season, so they're competing for third place today. And we celebrated 20 years, but let me tell you, one secret of marriage is I'm not doing something out of obligation. I do what I do for her because I love her. You want a real secret? I do what I do for her because I love God. She just benefits for my love for God. Can I give you another marriage secret? If you're doing it for his or her, his or her response, you open yourself up for manipulation. Do what you do for your spouse because you love God and you want to honor him with every action that you have. I can't change Carol. I love it, I love it, I love it. And she can't change me. That's where a lot of frustration comes from in marriage. We're trying to change each other. If I can, Lord, if, if, if you can just get him to pray, Lord, I'll do what you said. Father, if you can, get, if you can just get him to give me flowers every week, Lord, I'll do what you said. <laughs> no. Do what you do for your spouse to please God last 18 months, the enemy has been trying to get you to go back into your past. He sent the, the enemy sent the pandemic. He sent scary news. He sent, even, sometimes he may even, even sent your good friend to try to get you to go back. But today, we're going to remember who we really are. We're going to tap into this current status as sons and daughters of God. And if you need to rededicate and make a decision for Christ, we'll take care of that as, as our worship team begins to come. I want you all to walk away with a simple thought. I am a son and daughter of God. 
And from this position, how should I approach everything in my life? Will you receive that? Can you receive that? Can you receive that? For real, for real. You know, I have this box up here because I want you all to, to understand that, oh, yes, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing it back, that what God has for you is for you. And this red bow represents the blood of Jesus that purchased it for you. But notice, this is a gift. I don't have to work for it. Some of us, we're trying to carry our weights, and God has his great gift box for you. Some of y'all don't lie. You're carrying your weights, but God says, put your weights down and pick up my promise. Matter of fact, I'm going to open the box. Thank you to Niles and our team for preparing the box. And I want you all to understand that next week when we come back, we're going to talk about what the promises are. We have access to, the Bible calls it, the blessing. We won't go into it today. We're going to talk about the blessing next week. You got to come back. Like, for real, for real. Like, for real, for real. As, they, as they're preparing to come and they're preparing to sing, I want you all to know this. You don't have to work for it anymore. Stop working. Receive your status. He loves you as much as he, as much as he will always love you, as much as he will love you right now in this moment. And he's already extended that love. Let's stand on our feet as our worship team comes. on all over this room as we're standing can we lift our hands can we lift our hands to the Father this is a sign of surrender I hear you Holy Spirit but with your hands lifted it's also a sign that I'm not putting my hands to work I'm lifting my hands because I can't do what you can and I'm here to receive what you've already done. Come on, all over this place, just begin to tell him, I receive what you've done for me. Come on, tell him, I receive what you've done for me. There's no more striving for it. All we've got to do is receive it. I'm your son, I'm your daughter, I'm your child. We're your sons, we're your daughters, we're your children. Chira, you are enough. Chira, you are enough. And I will be content. Every circumstance, Chira, you are enough. 
time. Come on, lift up. Those of you online, let's say it strong. Say, Shira. Cause my God loves me more than 
Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. 
follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833-988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.